قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم كل امتي يدخلون الجنه يدخلون الجنه الا من ابى قيل من يابى يا رسول الله قال من اطاعني دخل الجنه ومن عصاني فقد ابى او كما قال عليه الصلاه والسلام والبريز از جوت الله سبحانه وتعالى اذا لا باكتو از انفنت ماسي انفنت غريس الله تعالى ذسني الله تعالى ذس جو ذا غريتست اوف ويلث ذات از ذا ويلث اوف ايمان ذا ويلث اوف كلمه لا اله الا الله محمد رسول الله ذا بينيفيت اوف ويتش وان ون اونلي سي وان اونلي ريلايز ذا دي از اي سكو ذا ريفن اوف بيرسون از ا غونيغار A person is a gunegar. A person is a open sinner. He's a fasik, but in his heart is iman. Then one day there's hope that Allah Pak will take him out of the out of the blazing fire of Jahannam and enter him. Nabi Akram Sallam described. You read a chapter about the about the spider. Then this hadith is under that chapter where Nabi Sallam speaks about the last person coming out of Jahannam. Where he asks, he comes out of he comes out, and Allah Pak asks him anything you want from me. So he says, No, I just want to come up. I want to come up one stage. So Lapak asks him, but you aren't going to ask me anything else. He says, no, I'm not going to ask you. Then Lapak brings him one stage. Up. Then after that, he requests, oh Allah, I just want to come. After many, many years, he says, I got one more request. What? I just want to come to the door of Jahannam. Lapak asks him again, you won't ask me anything else. He says, no, I won't ask you. After many, many years, he asks again, oh Allah, I can see Jahannam. I just want to go to the door of Jahannam. Then Lapak takes him to the door and tells him that you're not going to ask me anything else. He says, no, I'm not going to ask you anything. Then, he, then after many years pass, he's in, put into Jannat, standing by the doorway of Jannat, just looking at Jannat. And he tells Lapak that, you know what, I can't go in here. Everything is full here. All the spots are taken. Everything is taken. There's no place for me. Lapak tells him that, that, oh my banda, for you, because of your iman, leave alone this Jannat. I'm giving you a Jannat ten times the size of this world. Then this person looks at Allah. Nabi Islam is describing it. And he's saying, oh Lapak, You are Ahkamul Hakimin. You are Malikun. You are King of all kings. You know, Allah, you're playing fools with me. Allah, you're laughing at me. You're making fun of me. And Nabi Sallam is smiling and telling this, telling the Sahaba the story. This is the benefit of our iman. This is the benefit of La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. That the lowest, the minimum jannat, the lowest jannat that a person is going to get, just for iman, is a jannat ten times the size of this one. Allah Ta'ala give me the understanding. Allah Ta'ala give all... Give us all, not the understanding, the appreciation of this. The appreciation of this iman that Allah Paki. The month of Rabi'ul Awal is passing by. The month of Rabi'ul Awal is passing by. Everyone is talking about Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Celebrating Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam came into this world. Yes, it was a great thing. It was one, one, one great month, a great event. The greatest event huh, happened in this month and Nabi Sallallahu was brought into the world. But how do we celebrate it? How do we celebrate the coming of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in this world? The, the way we celebrate is by implementing his life, by implementing his ways and make it our ways. I mentioned this in Udvi also, that the, there were two battles fought with the Romans. In the time of the Vishnu, there were two battles. One was the battle of Muta, where the Christians were defeated and they were chased away. The second in the 19th, the battle of Tabuk. The battle of Tabuk, they prepared an army of 150,000 to meet the Muslims 750 kilometers away from Medina. The Islam prepared an army of 30,000 to face them. They left, they went to, they went right up to Tabuk, 750 kilometers away from Medina, only to realize, you know what, there's no one there. The news, the emperor of, the emperor of Rome, he, he went away, he ran away, took his army and went away to him. The reason being, reason being, that it's written in their kitabs. It's written in their kitab that as long as the Nabi is amongst them, as long as the Nabi is amongst them, this Ummah will never be defeated. So then when Nabi Sallam passed away, they came again. And now they were facing defeat upon defeat. Defeat upon defeat. Now it came to realize what it meant in them. One was the physical being of Nabi Sallam amongst them, they'll never be defeated. And the other meaning is, as long as the way of life of Rasulullah is among the Muslims, as long as the way, the sunnah of Nabi Sallam is alive, 
Our deen is a living deen. And our deen will live till qiyamah. As long as the sunnah of Rasulullah the way of my Nabi is alive, that we're practicing upon it, then we will never be able to. But no sooner did the sunnah leave the life of the Muslims, then we can see what's happening. Allah Ta'ala bring us back on it. Allah Ta'ala bring us back, implement the way of life of Rasulullah Bring it back, make it a live, make, make us live that life. Allah Pak was happy with them. Sahaba loved it. Sahaba got radiyallahu anhum radu'an. If we live it and we bring it, then we also become radiyallahu anhum radu'an. Allah Pak give us the understanding. Today, today we discuss one aspect. One aspect of the life of the Rasulullah One aspect of the quality of the sifat of Rasulullah One sifat that he had was the quality of forbearance. Was the quality of tolerance. What is this forbearance? What is tolerance? That what is due to you. Something that is due to you. You let it go. You let it go. That was the tolerance of Rasul. This is what Nabi Islam advocated. This is what Nabi Islam thought. When it came to persons, this personal being, then we see Nabi Islam never ever took revenge. Never ever took revenge. Never fought with anybody when it came to his personal thing. Yes, when it came to deen, uplifting the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, then Nabi Islam went to war. Today for the deen of Allah ta'ala, we prepared to keep quiet. But when it came to personal things, then we say, no, we can't keep quiet. It's our right. Yes, it's our right. But what did Nabi Islam show us? That is your right, personal thing. Sometimes we have to let it go. But the deen of Allah Ta'ala, why must we let it go? This we have to stand up. This we have to make sure the deen of Allah Ta'ala must stand. So we look at incidents in the life of Rasulullah to teach us and to highlight for us. And to highlight for us what was the level of tolerance in Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Today because this tolerance and forbearance is lacking, is lacking in our life. Then what we see? Leave alone the community. In our homes there's problems. Husband and wife, they can't stand each other. Why? Because both of them are not tolerant. Both of them want their right to be fulfilled at the same time. One party has to give in. One party has to come to a compromise. To respect the friends. Let us look at the life of Rasulullah How tolerant was our Nabi Sallallahu So the first incident we mentioned, that Nabi Sallallahu used to pass by a certain way. There was a certain Jewess, right? And her habit was that every time Nabi Sallallahu came past, she used to throw dirt. In front of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi sometimes on top of Nabi Sallallahu whatever it is, on top of the Sahaba. So Nabi Sallallahu and his Sahaba, they carried on. They used to go, they used to come back, she used to do her thing. Passed, and this woman wasn't there. Nabi Sallallahu passed that way, there was no dirt coming on him. So Nabi Sallallahu started making inquiries. That what happened to this woman? There was a woman here, she used to always throw dirt. What happened to her? Is there something, something wrong with her? Something happened to her? Maybe she needs our assistance. Today, in our circles, sometimes people are there. All of a sudden, they're not there. How much do we take it to heart to find out that what happened to this person? Sometimes in our own masjids, the musallis are there. The musallis are there, all of a sudden, they're not there. Do we take the time to find out maybe something? Maybe they need something. Maybe we can check on it. Rabbi this was his attitude towards a non-Muslim. Not only, not a, not a normal non-Muslim, a non-Muslim that was giving him the grief, that was troubling him. He wanted to find out, maybe we can be of help. It was came, came to his knowledge that the woman is sick. Another sunnah of Rasulullah that if somebody is sick, he made it a point that I must go visit that person. Whether we know them, whether we don't know them. Allah Pak, give me the tawfiq. Allah Pak, give everyone the to visit. These are great sunnahs of Rasulullah These small things in life, if we take the small things, then inshallah, the big things will be gone. But today we worry only about the big ibadah. The small, small things, we just sweep it under the carpet. These small things will make us this is what Nabi Sallam stressed upon. So Nabi Sallam makes some inquiries and finds out the woman is sick. Now he takes a group of Sahaba, let us go visit this woman. Let us go visit this woman. This woman gets, she sees the Nabi of Allah coming. She sees the Sahaba coming. And this woman inside, she starts shivering. She starts shaking, hey, what's going to happen now? If it wasn't one of us, what we should? We should tell her, yeah. you see, you troubled me, see what happened. Allah Pak made you sick. You don't understand who I am. I'm the friend of Allah Pak, don't play with me. Allah Pak will sort you out. 
But this wasn't the attitude of our Rasulullah She was shaking, she was shaking. Nabi Salaam inquired about her health. Nabi Salaam gave her, uh, saw to her needs, see if she needs anything. Nabi Salaam made her feel comfortable. And what was the result of it? What was the result of it? The action of tolerance of Nabi Salaam. The result is that this woman accepted. So we told us that Islam is spread by the sword. Yes, Islam spread by the sword. But not the sword they talking about. It spread with the sword of the akhlaq of Rasulullah it split with the sword of the character of Rasulullah This sword we have to bring into our life. The sword of akhlaq, the sword of character, is something that the Muslim ummah needs to bring into, bring into them. Another incident. We all know Abu Jahal. Abu Jahal, the arch enemy of Islam. Abu Jahal, the Fir'aun of this ummah. Worse than the Fir'aun of Musa was the Fir'aun of this ummah, Abu Jahal. He also knew. He also knew the habit of Rasulullah was what? To visit the sick people. To visit the sick people. So one day he makes a plan. One day he makes a plan, he makes a story. He puts his bed there, he digs a deep hole. He digs a deep hole and he places a chata, he places a one suspects anything and he puts his bed on one side and he thinks that he's sick and he sends a message to Rasulullah Sallallahu that you know what, he's sick. He knows the habit of Nabi Sallallahu that no matter who it is, Nabi Sallallahu will come and see. Nabi Sallallahu will come and see. Allah give us tawfiq to visit this person who visits a sick person in the morning, 70,000 angels make dua for maghfirat till the evening. You visit a sick person in the evening, 70,000 angels make maghfirat for that person till the morning. Allah give us that. So Nabi Sallallahu is walking towards Abu Jahl. He's walking towards Abu Jahl. Abu Jahl is waiting for him to come. Jibreel Amin comes to Nabi of Allah. He comes right there. He inquires about Abu Jahl's. Uh, inquires about his health and then Nabi Salaam turns him, turns around and comes and returns him. Abu Jahl in his foot, he gets up and he chases Nabi Salaam resulting in what? He fell into the trap. He fell into the hole. If it was me and you, what a good laugh. The first hand, the tolerance, the character of Rasulullah Salaam, the first hand to come to Abu Jahl was the hand of Rasulullah Salaam to lift him out of it. Allah Pa granted this was the akhlaq. Being spread to the four corners of the world because of the akhlaq of Rasulullah. He displayed good character. Remember the non-Muslims out there are not looking at our masjid, not looking at our namaz marks. They're not looking at how many tasbihs we broke, how many musallas are faded. They're looking at our character. They judge us, they judge the Muslims by the character. Allah Pa give us the understanding, Allah Pa give us the truth. Again, when it came to the tolerance of Rasulullah Sallallahu we see the Treaty of Hudaybiyah happened in the 60th of Hijrah. The Treaty of Hudaybiyah took place in the 60th of Hijrah, where the Muslims, 1400 Muslims came from Madinah Sharif. After six years, they came with the sole intention that they want to perform Umrah. No other reason, they want to perform Umrah. They want to make dawah for the Kaaba, they didn't come to fight, they didn't come for battle. But the Kufar blatantly refused, blatantly refused entry into Makkah Sharif. After negotiations, they came out with this idea, let's sign it. And in this treaty, every, every year, every clause of this treaty, every clause of this treaty was apparently against the Muslims. Everything was against the Muslims. So much so that the Nabi Sallam wrote, told Ali radiallahu anhu, right, Muhammad, the Rasul of Allah, Muhammad Rasulullah, even that they refused, take it out. If you are the Muhammad Rasulullah, then there wouldn't have been any dispute. But we don't expect, accept, accept you as the Nabi of Allah. Don't write Muhammad Rasulullah. Sahaba Ikram may upset. Sahaba Ikram may upset. So much so that Umar radiallahu anhu said, Oh Nabi of Allah, are we not on haq? Why are we succumbing? Why are we giving in? Why are we just accepting? Why are we just accepting? Can't we do anything? Are we on haq? Nabi Sallallahu said, just patience, patience. This is what Allah Park wants us to do. And he accepts everything, every condition. Every condition he just accepts, accepts, accepts. Umar radiallahu anhu says, I seen the fruits, I seen the fruits of the tolerance of Hudaybiyah where? Not Hudaybiyah took place in the sixth year. He says, I seen the fruits of the tolerance of Hudaybiyah in the tenth year, in the tenth year of Nabuat at the final Hajj. When the Baba, when the Baba was shaving the hair of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, when the Baba was shaving the hair of Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 
the same people, the same kuffar that in the sixth year they were opposing Nabi Sallallahu They were making difficult for the, Mus- for the Muslims in the sixth year. The result of the tolerance and forbearance of Rasulullah Sallallahu you see it in the tenth year. When the same kuffar were surrounding that Baba, not allowing one strand of Nabi Sallallahu to fall on the floor. That every strand that came off the head of Rasulullah Sallallahu they were there to take. They were, to, they were to pick it up and cherish it. Umar says this was the result of the tolerance of Rasulullah Sallallahu Today if we exercise tolerance and patience, then what happens? The world will tell us, you know what? That you are, you are, you are too soft. But people are riding you. People are riding you. You like this, you like that. Allah Pak, Rafa'uhu. That person who humbles himself for the sake of Allah. For Allah Pak's sake. For Allah Pak's sake, you let it go. Rafa'uhu Allah. Allah Pak will grant you that. Allah Ta'ala will grant you that honor. Apparently, it may be disgrace. Apparently, you're looking down, you came down. But in the eyes of Allah Ta'ala, you'll be raised. Your status will be raised. Your status will be raised. And Allah Ta'ala will show you the fruits of it, even in this world. When Nabi Sallam conquered Makkah, Fatih Makkah took place. So many incidents with regard to the tolerance. People were shaking, people were shivering. These are the same people in front of him. That kicked him out of Makkah, tortured his Sahaba, killed his Sahaba. La tasliba alaykum yum. There's no revenge on your today. Everyone is free. The chief of the Quraysh, Abu Sufyan. Abu Sufyan came to see what's happening. What's happening out there? He came to see he was captured. The Sahaba said, kill him, kill him. On the spot, kill him. Who was Abu Sufyan? He was rightfully. His head was wanted. Why? He was responsible for all. He was responsible for Uhud. He, he was responsible for Khandaq. Many, many Muslims lost their lives under the leadership of Abu Sufyan. So Sahaba wanted to kill him. Abbas said, no, take him to Rasulullah Abu Sufyan was taken to Rasulullah sallallahu Nabi Islam extended the da'wat of Islam to him, not mentioning anything of the past. Anything of the past happened. And then Nabi Islam gives him honor also, being a leader, that anyone in Makkah who enters the house of Abu Sufyan will be saved. Anyone who enters the house of Abu Sufyan will be saved. Tolerance, forbearance, compared. Character of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi Resulting in what? Resulting in what? Today we say Abu Sufyan radiallahu anhu Today we say Abu Sufyan is a Sahabi of Rasulullah sallallahu That Sahabi Wahshi. That Sahabi Wahshi. He runs away. Now who is Wahshi? Wahshi is that person that is responsible for the killing of the uncle of Rasulullah sallallahu Not only the killing of the uncle. Not only killing of Hamza radiallahu anhu. He is responsible for under the command of his, of, of, of his master. He was commanded to cut open that body of Hamza radiallahu anhu, to mutilate the body of the body of Hamza radiallahu That Sahabi, Nabi Islam goes after him. Nabi Islam extends the doubt of Islam to him. Extends the doubt of Islam to him, and that person comes into the fold. What tolerance? What forbearance? Nabi Islam overlooked everything. The only thing he told the Sahabi that Oh Wahshi, you stand on one. You sit when you come in my garden. You come in front. Don't come in front of me, sit on the side, sit at the back, problem. But don't come in front of me. Not for any reason. Nabi Islam was a human being. Emotions sometimes overtake. He said, if I look at you, I think of my uncle. If I look at you, I think of my uncle. I think of the body of my uncle. So just to avoid that, you can come come to my gathering, you're welcome. But sit on the side, sit in the This is Nabi Islam. This is the tolerance. This is the tolerance of forbearance in Nabi Islam. That person who held the key to the Kaaba. After the conquest of Makkah, that person who held the key of the Kaaba. Talha bin Uthman, Shaybi, he ran away. He ran away. Nabi Islam had to send Sahaba, go wrestle with this man. Make sure I get the key. He gets the key of the Kaaba. Nabi Islam goes in, he reads Namaz. He comes out. He says, where's Uthman bin Talha? Uthman bin Talha is broad. He's shaking. Because I refuse the key. Nabi Islam is the leader. What is going to do to me? Nabi Islam gives him the key. He says, you are the rightful person for this key. Up to today, the key, the key, one of the keys of the Kaaba Sharif is in the family of Uthman bin Shaybi. 
until Qiyamah will be in that sense. The tolerance of Rasulullah. He said, after what I did to you, or how I treated you, you're still giving me this key and day. Ashhadu Allah ilaha illallah wa ashhadu anna Muhammad. That is out in the public world. Out in public to be tolerant, to be forbearant is very easy. To display good character outside is very easy. But what was the character of Rasulullah in the house? Was he such a person that no one could approach him? He was such a person that nobody talked. There's an incident now, uh, speaking to one of the one of the ulama men. You see, there was an incident now that the father demanded respect. So when they spoke to the child, they spoke to the child. The child said, no, I don't talk to my father. I don't know when last I talked to my father. Why he didn't speak to his father? Because that's the way we're not allowed to speak to our father. If we want anything, we go through our mother. When the father was questioned, he said, no, that's how he is. That's how he must live. That respect must be there. They must, they're not allowed to talk to me. Is that our way? Is that the way that Nabi Islam taught us? Nabi Islam was that being, was that person, that personality who showed us that even the slaves of Medina, when they needed their work done, they used to catch the finger of Nabi Islam and take him with him. Take, they take Nabi Islam with them to solve the issue, to solve the problem. And Nabi Islam used to go behind. This was the Nabi of Anas radiallahu anhu. Anas radiallahu anhu from the age, between the ages of 10 and 20, he was the personal attendant of Rasulullah His mother, Umar Sulaim radiallahu anhu, when Nabi Islam entered Makkah, everyone started coming with gifts. She came with her son, her young son of 10 years of age. He said, oh Nabi Islam, accept my son as your personal attendant. Nabi Islam, Nabi Islam extended, accepted him. For 10 years he was in the company of Rasulullah What he says, 10, 10 to 20 is not a, it's a difficult age. They say youth is a stage of madness. All the passions are there, uh, distractions are there, everything is there between the ages of 10 and 20. Anything goes, he's gone this way. Not one day Nabi Islam told me why you did something and if I did something, not one day Nabi Islam said why you did it. If I didn't do something, Nabi Islam, not one day Nabi Islam told me why you didn't do it. If something happens to break, something happens to stuck, muqaddar, it happened, it happened. Today our workers, how do we treat them? How do we treat them, those under us? How, how do we treat them? What is our relationship with them? For 10 years, Nabi Muhammad oh, said, Nabi Muhammad didn't say uff to me. He didn't say uff to me. He didn't leave alone swearing, using, leave alone using vulgarities, whatever. He never even used the word uff against. This was the character of Rasulullah. Then we come to his wife. Our mother Aisha anha, mentioned that one day, how tolerant was he to his wife? As we know, between Aisha radiallahu and Nabi Sallam, there was a huge age gap. There was a huge age gap. So things that fascinated Aisha radiallahu not necessarily fascinated Nabi Sallam to that extent. So one day she says, I was watching, I was watching these young boys, these young, young boys, they were practicing. They actually, they were practicing spear throwing. These young boys of North Africa, they were in the masjid, Nabi, in the courtyard of the masjid, and they were practicing, they were throwing their spear, and they were practicing. So she, Nabi Islam was watching, and Aisha came and put her head on the shoulder of Rasulullah Nabi Islam is watching, Aisha is watching. Nabi Islam wants to go, Nabi Islam looks at Aisha, are you ready to go? She says, no. She says, no, I want to watch. And she carried on watching. She says, I want to test how, to what, uh, to what length will Nabi Islam stand huh? Will he get tired and tell us, let's go, what, to what extent? How can I push Nabi Islam to the limit? But she also, she said, I failed because Nabi Islam stood there, stood there, stood there. Until such time that I got tired. I got tired myself. And I told Nabi Islam, enough now, let's go. Enough now, let's go. How tolerant are we to our wife? How forbearant are we to our wife? Today, if I go home, there's no salt in the, there's no salt in the food or the salt is short. What is my reaction? What is my reaction? Think about it. إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ الْرَبِّهِ لَكَ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ الْرَبِّهِ لَكَ Allah Ta'ala declares in Surah Adiyah that very man is ungrateful. Man is very ungrateful. So one meaning of kanood means that you look at that you bound, there's a lot of bounties descending upon you, a lot of good descending upon you. But one day of hardship, one day of difficulty, one mistake, one mistake, you only look at the mistake and you forget all the bounties. 
All the good days you forget, you, you only remember that one day. So sometimes there's no salt in the food. Sometimes this is, some, something is short. Sometimes this is not up to standard. What we say, you can't do anything, you're useless. But we forgot about the 300 days, everything was perfect. Everything was in line. That one day she made a mistake, one day she flopped up. Is that the day to take off? Learn from our Rasulullah Learn from the akhlaq of Rasulullah Akhlaq is not only for the outside world. Yes, to display, to be a good Muslim outside is good. But to better Muslim, is a is better character is shown into the, in that house. In that house, in front of our wives, in front of our children. We have to be Muslims, not only outside, we be Muslims in our houses also. Houses also. Allah Pak give us the understanding. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq. This is the month of Rabi al-Awwal. This is the month where our Nabi Sallallahu is remembered. Let us use it as an excuse to take out a book on the seerah. Huh? Read about the seerah of Rasulullah Sallallahu huh? Every time we read about the biography of Rasulullah Sallallahu there's something new to learn. There's some lesson for you and me. We can't say no, there's no lesson. Because Allah Pak says, لَقَدْ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا The best of examples. The best of example in any sphere of life is the life of Rasulullah Sallallahu you're looking for a role model. Read the biography of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam. You will find the role model in whatever in whatever line you need. Allah pa give us the understanding. Allah pa give us the tawfiq. Baakhirul dawan. Alhamdulillah. Inshallah, there will be a nikah now, so nikah parties can come forward. Inshallah. Okay, brothers, we'll proceed with the sunnah. Inshallah.